Megan J. Robinson, and this is Creative Proofing, a space to think, feel, and design out loud. Every Thursday, I'll send you a newsletter or a podcast exploring the intersection of creativity, spirituality, and productivity, and what that looks like for each of us. In each episode of Creative Proofing, I'll dig into various questions, ideas, and topics by sharing what others thinkers, feelers, and doers have said, followed by my take, and then what it means for us going forward. I'll also try to throw in reader feedback, recommendations, and maybe something I'm enjoying that week. I can't wait for you to join me. A quick note. I work from within the Christian tradition and understand the divine as the trinity of Father, Son, Holy Spirit. That said, I know we all have different ways of understanding the divine, so if you wish to insert something else when I use that phrase, please feel free to do so. Let's reflect on what we've explored so far and what it might mean for us going forward. In previous issues of Creative Proofing, we looked at aspects of human being through lenses such as the Enneagram, creativity, and productivity. We've explored the history of creativity in Western culture and how neuroscience sheds light on our imaginative capacities. We've touched on what it might look like to draw from our hearts, heads, and hands as equally valid sources of knowing. And we've started to notice what exactly it is we love and give our attention and time to. We've also considered what it might mean to alter, adapt, or otherwise behave differently in light of what we discover about ourselves in these explorations. To what results or changes could we point to in our lives that might show growth or transformation as a result of all of these explorations? What would demonstrate that we've gained new insights or skills in our journey through life? I suggest that we signal such growth as we become more true, more resilient, and more expressive. Let's unpack this together. What does it mean to become more true? There's a phrase often used to describe something misaligned or incorrectly formed, and that's to say that the thing is out of true. When we adjust a crooked picture on its nail, or cuss when a bike chain slips gears, we signal awareness that the picture or the chain has an optimal, true alignment that isn't occurring at the moment. We can also say the same thing about ourselves and recognize that sometimes we too can live out of true to what we hope for or believe in our lives. I don't think it's too much of a stretch to say that we all hold deep longings within ourselves for significance, for connection, for belonging. We each in our various ways seek opportunities to connect and belong to communities, causes, and goals. In doing so, we accumulate ideas, behaviors, and perspectives that slowly develop into identities that we accept or reject. Have you ever walked into a gathering and been immediately recognized and welcomed by others already there? It's the best feeling in the world to know you are wanted and enjoyed for simply showing up. But sometimes you may have the suspicion that the person welcome to the party is not necessarily the person you really are. 
Or perhaps you wonder if you even know who you truly are. Sometimes the accumulations of our lives obscure or actively distort our true selves. And it takes some hard work to admit that we've been living out of true for a long while. It can also mean teasing out the differences between what's genuinely true and what the world around you has told you is true. Doing that work can mean listening to the call of the divine in our lives, at least asking who we want to be and where we want to go, and taking seriously the answers that lead us to new journeys. Becoming more true can look like greater coherence between our inner and outer selves, no longer feeling the need to hide or redirect who we recognize ourselves to be. But the journey to trueness takes us through some difficult and uncomfortable places when we no longer recognize our previous identity, but we haven't yet arrived at our truer self. This liminal stage of the journey can be disorienting, even frightening, and requires developing new behaviors, new skills. Becoming more true requires us to also become more resilient, capable of meeting the unfamiliar with anticipation and wonder, rather than with fear or confusion. Resilience encompasses several postures or attitudes of flexibility and bending in response to pressures rather than fracturing or breaking, of hope, reminding ourselves that who we are is not who we have to be, and of curiosity, holding an interest in what's next and a willingness to explore what we encounter. Building resilience takes time and practice, recognizing that we will encounter disappointments and obstacles in our days, but, and this is key, taking each occurrence as an opportunity to remind ourselves that obstacles and disappointments are simply a plot point. They are not the whole story of our lives. And just as the call to become more true can launch us into a journey that builds our resilience, it's that very resilience that helps us distinguish our true self from our false self. The practice of flexibility, hope, and curiosity becomes a mirror to which we hold up the various constructed identities that we've accumulated and ask ourselves, is this really me? Do I really want to be this person? And as you answer yes to one and no to another, you begin to reorient your sense of true, to perceive the paths of your journey that lead to the connections, significance, and belonging that you sought throughout your life. Resilience helps you stay on that journey, both hoping and trusting that you will one day arrive as the person who is beautifully, truly you. And if resilience helps you stay on the path and keep the plot of your story, it's also what gives you a story to tell at all. Have you ever noticed that stories come from the in-between spaces, when we're moving from one thing to another? You get to decide if that journey towards your true, resilient self becomes a comedy or a tragedy simply in how you tell the story. It's in the telling that we learn what all the obstacles, diversions, and discoveries actually meant. And it's in the sharing of the story with others that we discern who we've become by how others share the experience with us. 
The final signal of our growth and trueness and resilience lies in becoming more expressive, in making something tangible and discernible that we can interact with and make sense of together, in telling our stories through conversation, song, writing, dance, food, video, or anything that we can use to make something of the world around us, we make connection with others possible. Expressing who we've become and what we've learned makes space for others to enter, to belong in a similar journey. Expressing what we hope to discover clarifies what we've learned, what we truly understand and value, where we hope to go and someday where we hope to arrive. In thinking through what it might look like to become more true, resilient, and expressive, I feel I've been walking through my own story. For years, I felt like I tried on multiple identities and personality traits, pulling from this friend and that conversation to build a composite character that walked like a real girl and sometimes talked like one too. I never trusted that the person I glimpsed between the cracks was genuine or appealing or even worth paying attention to. Over the years, some of that resolved itself just by growing up, and some of those composites simply fell apart when I learned I had cancer at 29 years old. You learn very quickly what you no longer want to carry around with you in such moments. Becoming more true in the years since has looked a lot like resilience, actually. Showing up every morning and expecting to make something of my life that didn't exist the day before. Some days, it sucks donkey balls. And some days, when I'm telling a friend how much it sucked and how broken apart and how out of true I feel, I realize how far I've actually traveled and how true I've become in the traveling. And those are the days I remember that far more can be mended than I know. The truest thing I know to say and to share with you is that I live and travel in hope. What's your true? By the way, did you know you can send me a voice message? You totally can! In the show notes for every episode, there will be a link to send a voice message. Just hit that link, follow the instructions, press submit, and I'll get it. I would love to hear your feedback, so be frank and in your own voice. I look forward to hearing from you. Hey, thank you so much for listening. If you liked this episode of Creative Proofing, I hope you'll subscribe so you don't miss an episode. You can find all episodes wherever you get your favorite podcasts. If you'd like to read it too, you can get the weekly newsletter delivered straight to your inbox by signing up at creativeproofing.substack.com. Shalom.